You're listening to Who I Met at the Market, a podcast where we hear inspirational stories from our market goers. And we're on! We are live! Good morning! How are you, Alan? I'm okay. It's pretty early, so I'm kind of tired, but we're here, we're hyped. Yeah. (laughs) What's your pit and peak of the week? Peak is a big peak. Yes. Is that I got a baby dog. Yeah! Finally, yeah. Moosey into the Hunter Markets family. Little baby Moosey, another hound into the fam. Cute. What type of dog is he? He is a tricolored border collie, and he's very cute. And he's very crazy, and he likes to chew everything. Cutie. But he's been very good. He's only he's ten weeks old, so he's still a baby, but he's been very very good considering. So we're very happy with him, and I'm in love. I can't wait for him to meet my dog. They're going to be... Lovers. They're going to be lovers. They don't know it yet. Yay. But you are going to get married. (laughs) Oh. And what was your pit? What was my pit of the week? My puppy had diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Hectically. So Moose was also the pit and the peak of the week. He was the pit and the peak. Mostly the peak, but... Obviously, it's been a big, um, a big life change and a big shift, and he's a lot of work. Yeah. And yeah, he just had the poops for like five days straight. Yeah. Just not ideal. <sighs> How about you? What's your pit and peak? Um, this is hard because you have sprung it on me. <laughs> you did it to me, hun. Um, my peak would probably be we got Brooke Hogan's clothes. So that's exciting. That was so we've good. got her, her a beautiful drop of all of her pre-loved clothes that we're yeah. going to load within the next week or so. And that's a vibe. And another employee. Oh, yeah. You're now a boss of two. Yeah, we employed someone else. So we have the beautiful Sarah, really, really great name. Um, <laughs> so original. Never been done before. So been done <laughs> Completely before. unique. <laughs> Sarah is joining our team and yeah that was yes. a, that was a peak you're right yeah the pit would probably be just like my constant state of anxiety this week <laughs> just my mental health would be in the pit that was probably really just like low this week I'm not yeah. too sure why goes comes and goes in waves oh, but it was just like 100 bit of an anxious week yeah no that's fair enough well, yeah. same with me taking on a new puppy. It's more work. Yeah. You take on another staff member. Yeah. It's, more, it's yes. more work, more responsibility. Exactly. So that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, let's get into today's episode. Who are we talking to today? <laughs> so we're going to be chatting with Maddie. Yay. such a cutie. We love her. She, yeah. Um, She's a real, real a, a part concreted into the Hunter Markets community. She has not only she's just like been a loyal shopper and supported us from day one, but she's also held a few stalls at um, recent markets and sold her own amazing wardrobe. So yeah. Um, but on the back of that, she's also a skincare junkie. Yeah. So um, she has a skincare Instagram account that she's launched recently that is incredible, and she is just like. A little fountain of knowledge. knowledge. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love how we thought of the same phrase at the same time. She is of skincare. Yeah. Th- learning through her own journey and just like everything through yeah. her own Instagram and she has a great like story. She had um a lot of experience with acne over the last few years and um how she's been dealing with that, I suppose. Yeah. Um and also about how she is 
really confident in her skin. Now, yeah. yeah. So we kind of unprick her brain on all things masks, skincare. Recommendations. Recommendations, finding your confidence. Yeah. Let's get into the episode. Let's bring in Maddie. Hey, Maddie, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Good, good to see you. You too. We haven't seen you in ages. The last time we saw you was at the market. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to when we can go back. I know. Did you have fun that day when you sold with your friends? Yes, loved it. That was my second time. Yeah. Um, and I'll definitely be back for another stall, hopefully post lockdown, because I have so many clothes that I bought that I'm never going to wear because online shopping in lockdown is just like, <laughs> it's dangerous. It's so dangerous. <laughs> it's totally. so bad. Did you yeah. prefer sharing it with friends? It's fun. It is fun. Yeah, it's a lot less stressful. Yes. And it's just nice to have them there to sort of like keep the vibe up throughout the day. Yes. I love it. Keep you entertained. Yeah, exactly. So a question that we ask all of our guests on this podcast is what is your favorite quote slash a quote that you live by? Um, A quote that I live by or that I try to live by um, is comparison is the thief of joy. Ah, yes. Um, So, yes, got that from Victoria Devine from She's on the Money um, and I just adore it. So, I mean, it's so tricky like in today's society because obviously comparison is something that is, I guess, entrenched within our culture. So I try as hard as I possibly can to just sort of like stay on my own path and focus on my journey. But of course, you do catch yourself from time to time, especially on social media, I guess. Yeah, like comparing your highlight reel to everyone else's. Oh my gosh, yeah, 100%. Totally. And even more so in lockdown because that's all anyone's doing is just scrolling through Instagram and comparing. Yeah, definitely. It's very tough. And we spoke about this on a previous episode, like now more than ever because us Victorians are in this um, lockdown, but the rest of the world is kind of either out of it or coming out of it. So I feel like I had to just purge and unfollow a lot of American bloggers. Mm, Definitely. That I follow because it's just like, oh my God, I can't see that right now. Love it. I'll come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me though, because that's like all my family and friends back home. Everyone back home is just living life. And I'm like, I can't unfollow my family. (laughs) Yeah. I'm happy for them, but it's hard to watch. So Maddie, tell us about your skincare journey slash how you got into it. So I suffered from cystic acne from a really young age and I was sort of trying everything. I was seeing doctors, dermatologists. I was trying every medication and topical cream, every skincare line out there um, and nothing was working. And it really like played a very big part in my self-confidence. There were days where I just sit inside and and like had my blinds shut and didn't want to leave my room. Um, And I think from that, I just really wanted to understand what was happening on a deeper level because no one else could really figure out what it was. I'd been told that it was like maybe um, my diet or like something else that I was doing or something that was like out of my control. Um, So I started doing a lot of research into specific ingredients and how they would work to target certain things in my skin. And then, yeah, I really just started watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos and um, sort of educating myself so that I could make those decisions about what products I was going to start using to actually target certain things and skin concerns. Um, And then I cleared up my skin in about like two years. It took a long time, but um, once the acne had sort of gone, I then had like really 
like pitted scarring in my skin. So then that was the next thing I had to sort of focus on. And um, yeah, everyone was sort of asking me questions and I was like, oh, like maybe I should just create a platform where I can like share, you know, tips and tricks with everyone and give them a bit of advice on sort of how to do the same thing. And yeah, I just sort of started it in lockdown last year. And since then it's kind of grown and I've gotten to work with some really amazing brands like Sunday Riley, um, Briagio, um, and zit sticker so yeah it's been a crazy journey but i'm excited to continue to share some more tips and tricks with my followers and i think it's just all about giving that really authentic sort of side to skincare and beauty because you've obviously got creators and influencers out there that will just sort of plug anything that um they're sort of i guess given and I am not about that. I want people to actually find products that work for them and something that they're truly going to be happy to sort of stick with and brands that I truly support and, you know, their views and values sort of align to mine. So, yeah. Clever. So cool. That's very cool. So let's get into our questions that we have for you that we think that our listeners will really benefit from. Your tips, Mads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Let's talk about lockdown and ISO Mm -hmm. skin. Personally, has your skin gotten better or has it gotten worse? And why do you think that is? Okay. Uh, My skin's definitely gotten worse, I would say. Mine Um, too. I'm I'm glad we can relate. It's having a good week, but overall it's been worse for sure. So Mm. uh, Mads, I just want to put it out there that um, at uh, for my it was my birthday during ISO and I got a Mecca voucher and I just splurged on a Foreo. Oh my goodness, I am obsessed. Yeah, I thought that and I've gone ham and I've used it like two times a day and it's cooked my skin. Oh, really? So I feel like that's maybe like just we just got too much time on our hands to be like, I'm just gonna yeah. use my Foreo for like 40 minutes. No, 40 yeah. minutes. <laughs> But there's such thing as too much. Yes, yeah. too much. Yeah. Overload. Yeah. Overload. Exactly. So I feel like I've gone on the overload train. Yeah. Yes, possibly. But what about you? What are your thoughts? I think just being in and out of lockdown, um, our skin has had a lot to put up with, um, including, you know, changes in environment. Obviously, that's playing a big role in our skin's overall health. But being in lockdown, like in colder months, means that you're like exposed to a lot of like recyclable air from heating so that can be fixed usually with an overnight mask but um, it does really like dehydrate your skin which disrupts your skin barrier which then causes a whole bunch of other problems so I think that that's one of the main reasons why especially Melbourne people are going through a bit of a change in their sort of skin health at the moment but hopefully in the warmer months we fingers crossed will not be in lockdown and can get some vitamin d that would be really great (laughs) yeah i didn't even think about that affecting your skin like heating Mm, yeah yeah i literally sleep under a heater which is really really not good yeah but but necessary yeah it is definitely definitely in melbourne I think I found for me the worst thing is the masks, like the bacteria on masks and having to wear them constantly. Do you have Mm -hmm. any tips or products that can help with the whole mask knee situation? Uh, Yes, definitely. So um, I'm an essential worker, so I also feel your pain. Um, So obviously if you're wearing masks, especially for a prolonged period, um, I would recommend using a water-based moisturiser. So this allows your skin to breathe um, and just not sort of, keep everything inside that mask because pretty much what it's doing is you're breathing in and out bacteria that's getting stuck on your skin and is just trapped 
so gross. It is really gross. But yeah, water-based moisturizers are like a lifesaver, again, because it lets your skin breathe under that mask. Um, Summer Fridays have a really beautiful um, water cream called Cloud Dew, which is also perfect for oily skin. Uh, Neutrogena also has a Hydra Boost uh, cheaper alternative. Um, So would recommend that as well. Um, But yeah, anything water-based is fantastic for um, mask me. Interesting. Okay, I'll have to try that. Yeah. (laughs) So what's the situation with washing your masks? How often should you do it? Should you use like certain materials? That's a good question. So I use a mixture. I've just got like um, general like cotton reusable masks and I also have silk masks. So for me, I wear my silk masks when I've got like makeup or something on my skin underneath um, just because again it helps everything to breathe and it doesn't let anything sort of slip and slide around um, so with my silk masks I wash them literally as soon as I get home chuck it in the wash um, and then I let it to dry overnight um, otherwise I'll just sort of like rotate through my three cotton masks that I've got um, it's just I think really important just to remember general mask etiquette um, but I sometimes if I'm finding that the weather's a little bit hotter I will opt for my cotton or um, even like a linen mask I used to have a linen one um, last year in lockdown and I felt that my skin was just able to breathe a lot more that's one thing that I find with the silk masks um, you sort of feel a little bit especially when it's warm you can feel a little bit hot underneath yeah and what's on your skin that's a good point because I only have cotton ones and I feel like when I wear makeup under them it like completely breaks me out so quick yeah definitely yeah and your makeup doesn't transfer either on the silk ones as much as it would on a cotton so interesting what are your three skincare products that you couldn't live without okay so my first one is the Mecca Cosmetica to save face 50 plus Um, But the oxybenzone free formula, because it's good for sensitive skin and it's also good if you're swimming in like reefs and stuff like that, because it is reef safe. Cool. I always like to consider that as well. Yeah. Then my second one would be the CEO Glow Oil by Sunday Riley. Um, So that is a vitamin C facial oil. It is so beautiful. I love to pair my SPF and the oil together just because it gives me double UV protection. And it also just helps to brighten my skin, um, helps with hyperpigmentation and any like fine lines, wrinkles. Um, But yeah, it's a beautiful oil and definitely one that I would um, invest in. And then my third and final is the Foreo. Okay. Oh, so that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, for Rayo. I, I hope so. I will hope so. <laughs> how I've been saying Foreo. Like an Oreo. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone sort of says it differently. But, um, yeah, so I use the Luna Mini 3. Okay. So that is the one that's, like, under the Luna 3, which is that massive one. And I don't think that my hands would be able to hold that, like, on my face. Yeah. So that's why I opted for the mini. But I just really like it because I find that it just, like, gets into the spots where I can't cleanse properly myself. Yes. Um, And I love that it's double-sided. Like, you've got the nice thin bristles on the front and then you've got the thicker ones at the back for, like, you know, your T-zone, um, like, on the sides of your nose, anywhere that you've sort of got blackheads. I find that it really, like, helps to – bring everything up and out of the skin um but yeah that's definitely something that I cannot live without and I only use it for a minute when I'm cleansing so ah clever 
And do you use it once a day or twice a day? So I use it in the morning and I also use it at night time. Okay. Ah, so that's fine, yeah. but just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> One minute. Huh? Not 40 minutes. I mean, I know it's nice. It's so relaxing. It is. I want one now. You've sold it to me. I've um, stuffed up in the past before with the Clarisonic because the Clarisonic mm. was like the devil to my skin. Do you remember those? I remember you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So the difference between Clarisonic and, um, you know, like your silicon sort of um, cleansing devices is that silicon is antibacterial, whereas like Clarisonics and anything that has like bristles that's not silicon, um, you're transferring that bacteria. So I know a lot of people who have like more acne prone skin will opt for a Clarisonic or something along those lines. And then they'll find that it's not really giving them the results because they're trying to cleanse, but it's just, it's doing more harm than good. So definitely investing in an antibacterial silicon device is like a game changer. Interesting. That's very interesting. Let's go on my list. Uh, do you have any natural remedies that you've come across that work like natural face masks or things you can make from home? Uh, no, not really. Um, I find that a lot of those sort of homemade face masks um, and stuff like that really disrupt your skin barrier and create further irritation. Okay. Yeah. So that's something to be aware of. Um, but I also find that um, tea tree oil, that is one really good thing that I would recommend using if you have it around at home. Just for spot treatments is fantastic because it's antibacterial. Um, it also helps with um, inflammation and redness. So that is probably one, I guess, homemade sort of yeah something that you'll have around the house that you can use. We were hoping you were going to be like giving us like avocado mixed with a little bit of honey because that's my vibe. Or change your skin. <laughs> Um, I mean, it definitely would provide you with like some sort of hydration, but it's going to work on a really surface level yeah. and it's not going to penetrate the skin. Um, but I mean, if you feel like it, go for it. There's no harm in it. If you really want to put avocado on your face, then huh? you do that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do is- you. <laughs> What's the best skincare or slash makeup hack that you've come across? Okay, so um, a lot of people I know use this as well, but it is the Pears Brow Soap for like a... Ah, yes. Yeah, brow lamination. Yeah, soap brow. So, yeah, I love that because I see so many of my friends getting it done for like 90 bucks and I'm like, I just went to Woolworths and bought a $6 pack of four like soaps and I'm living my best life. Yeah, and that'll last you forever. Yeah, like I haven't even made a dent in my first one. So, yeah, yeah definitely recommend that. Does it last? Does it keep them up all day? Yeah, do it does. Um, what I find is you've got to really like press it into um, like your skin, like once you've applied it, um, just to sort of set them into yeah. place. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's so good because sometimes you want to get that soapy brow like look going and other times when you're like maybe going out and you've got like a full face of makeup, you might want to change it up. So it's nice just mm-hmm. to have a bit of flexibility. Pear soap, good one. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. Do you think that it is actually worth splurging a bit of money on skincare or do you think that the more affordable brands do the same job? So I usually say this to most people, but splurge on your active and compromise on your cleansers, creams and basic serums. So so your actives are things like your retinols and your retinoids. You've got like your vitamin Cs. Um, you've also got like your glycolic acids, which are your AHAs, you've got your BHAs and your PHAs. So anything along those lines um, is really worth investing, I believe. Um, so I just think because it's formulated 
so perfectly. Um, a lot of brands, um, are, you know, backing their actives by a lot of research and put a lot of time into it. So yeah, definitely spur- um, splurging on your actives is something that I would validate. If you came to me and told me that you were going to, you know, spend $200 on a vitamin C serum, I would, I would praise you for that. Um, but in terms of cleansers, creams, and like your basic serums, like your hyaluronic acids and, you know, your niacinamides, the Ordinary is my favorite. It does the trick. Um, it is so inexpensive and it works. Like it works like any other, you know, niacinamide serum that I've, you know, used from brands that are like $50. Like it does the same thing, if not a better job. But if you think about it with like your creams and your cleansers, like cleansers staying on your skin for like literally a minute, like you're washing it off. It's going down the drain. Like it's not something that you're actually keeping on your skin for yeah. This is true. Yeah, it's a good way to think about it. Clever. Yeah, and then your creams are just locking everything in. So that's sort of how I look at it. Can you give me a good retinol to splurge on? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So if you haven't used retinol before, I would go with the Drunk Elephant Apacinone Retinol Cream. Mm -hmm. That one actually comes with a little um, hydration serum that they gift you when you purchase it. So you can incorporate that into the retinol to help sort of build up your tolerance. But if you've used retinol before, I would go with the Sunday Riley A Plus Retinoid Serum. That one is amazing. Um, that's currently what I'm using, and I am loving it. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm gonna re-listen to this and like write notes. <laughs> I'm learning so much. I think I pretty much got into skincare properly like probably two years ago when I Mm -hmm. came off the pill and like was just breaking out ridiculously, and I found it to be the most overwhelming, confusing world do you have any recommendations for people just starting out and they're overwhelmed and they don't know where to begin yeah definitely I think starting simple and building your routine slowly is the best way that you can start so even if you are doing something as simple as cleansing moisturizing and using an SPF that is like the best place that you can be in because at least you're doing something yeah um I find that yeah it is super overwhelming when you sort of like go into Mecca for example and everything is just like staring at you and you're like how do I use this where like in my routine does it come into I think understanding your skin type as well is also really important because you don't want to go buy products that aren't for your skin type Mm -hmm. and then they have an adverse effect on your skin so um yeah understanding your skin type is super super important so if you have more of like an oily skin or a combination skin type then going for something like a water-based cream something that is gonna sort of hydrate but not sort of overwhelm you with thick oils and stuff like that. So yeah, really understanding where things fit as well is important. So the way I sort of like to put it is how you're layering your skincare is from thinnest to thickest. So that sort of gives you a really good guideline as to how you're going to um, pair everything together and slot certain products in. Interesting. I feel like when I look at like a shelf of the ordinary products, it's all acids and like, it looks like I'm looking at a wall of chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> I just have no idea what anything means and don't know what anything does. It's very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you think someone should go and see like a professional when they first start? Or do you think that all the information is out there on the internet and people can just learn themselves? The information's out there, definitely. Um, I think if you're really struggling with a specific skin concern, 100% going to a clinic or a dermatologist or a dermal therapist and getting them to have a look um, at your skin um, is definitely a really good start. But if you are willing to put in the research and the time, 100% you can find all that information out there. So 
that's sort of what I did. I found that when I was going to dermatologists, I wasn't getting the answers I was wanting. Um, I didn't want to hear that it was my diet because that's actually the biggest myth. My diet. <laughs> Do you know what that's from, Lizzo song? <laughs> oh, God. <Here> yes. <laughs> Going back to you talking about your um, self-esteem journey mm-hmm. and you speaking about that you were at a, at a low mm-hmm. then, what what advice would you give someone who was struggling with their skin and their self-esteem? I think that this is something that I did as well. Unfollowing people that are posting a really unrealistic standard of beauty because skin is textured, skin has its flaws. No one's skin's perfect. Like you can literally see any celebrity like everyone's got texture like that's not unnatural like that's so normal and texture is beautiful because it's a part of your skin so I think just really embracing it and I really like to follow um like acne positive um like influences and I find that that's really um even now helps me um sort of just understand that yeah when I break out that's okay like when I've got you know really enlarged pores like that's fine because it's normal so just learning to, I guess, like, and it it sounds easier than it actually is, but really just like accepting yourself, accepting your skin. And yeah, don't, don't overwhelm yourself either because it is a journey. It's not something that you're going to be able to like fix overnight and that's okay. Yes. Um, I think it's just acknowledging that um, if you're starting, at least you're starting somewhere and if you don't want to get rid of your acne either, that's also fine. You don't have to clear your skin to fit these like beauty standards. Very yeah, true. Normalizing very true. it. Yeah. I think because I also suffered from um, acne and awful painful acne when I was younger too, but I feel like that came from a um, like an experimental type of acne if that's a word like I was using Clarisonic I was like going hard on St. Ives scrubs I've always always been a skin always been a skincare junkie so that kind of like was stemmed from that type of thing but I feel like if I could give my younger self advice I would be like um nothing's permanent yeah absolutely like if I was to look at look at myself in the mirror and be so upset at the reflection that I see back at me and be like fucking hell that looks you can't even if you cover that with makeup everybody's just going to be looking right at it and be like it's nothing's permanent it will go your skin's going to look different next week and what it looks like that's the beauty of it like you um yeah it changes especially with mindset yeah and talking about the makeup thing like because it's your skin you go out there and you think everyone's looking at me everyone's looking at my skin whatever but actually no one cares yeah, <laughs> yeah so true possible. like everyone else is so worried about their own insecurities no one's looking at you I promise yeah. no one cares also I think like not listening to what anyone else says because I had a lot of friends at the time that were always like oh like are you leaving like the house like that like you're not wearing makeup like I got to a stage where I was actually comfortable leaving the house without anything on my skin and I just wanted it to breathe I wanted to let my skin breathe I just wanted to you know I was working up to feeling confident as I was and I would just have people that would be like oh like so you're leaving like that like you're happy to go like that and I'm like well yeah I mean I think so and then it's my face yeah I was like what what do you mean (laughs) like since when did you have a say in this sorry so I think just yeah not listening to what other people are saying as well because you will get people that are naturally, you know, blessed with good skin or, you know, uh, on the pill and they don't have to worry about stuff like that. So, yeah, it's everyone's different. Don't worry about what is happening with everybody else. That goes back to 
my favorite quote comparison is the thief of joy it's cheesy but it's so true like I wish I could say that to myself back then um and if people yeah. are saying that to you are they really your friends like do they want the best for you probably not so true yeah. it's interesting thinking about like representation in like movies and stuff now people are trying to be more representative of different like skin colors and body types and like all that kind of stuff but you never see a lead in a movie with bad skin no this is true i don't think i've ever seen someone in a movie with bad skin mm, yeah. it's very underrepresented and it's actually something that so 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 many people struggle with you'd think that that was something that we were focusing on yeah absolutely and this is sort of going a little bit off track but um around year 10 was like my worst of my skin and at the time I was doing a lot of extra work because I do um like performing arts and stuff like that and every time I got into a makeup chair I was just like powdered and had all this stuff like color correcting all over my face like they just wanted to block everything out um and I remember sort of just like sitting there and like looking at myself in the mirror and I was like they can see what I can see and that was sort of like a moment where I was like yeah like this is this is not good and I don't like the way that I've got three people working on me from each side and they're just working so hard to cover up something that I can sort of see myself as well. So yeah, I think that was, that was also really, really hard. And if I didn't book a job or if I didn't get, you know, like a principal role, I think I'd, it'd always come back to like the way I looked. I'm like, maybe I'm just not, I don't fit like the standards of like what they're looking for. Like my, my skin's not good enough. Like I don't look good enough. Like, so yeah, you're definitely right, Alan, when you say that, because it's, it's definitely something that, um, yeah, I did see. Yeah. yeah. They should, well, we're changing the narrative. Yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. needs to cast someone with acne in the lead of a movie. Yeah. So true. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. So true. Normalize it. I love it. And yeah, I kind of prefer to see to see that type of um, normalization on my on my Insta feed as well. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. Yep. Especially when I'm yeah going hard on a fucking Foreo that I spent <laughs> three hundred dollars on, and I'm like, oh, another girl's in the same boat as me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, if people want to know a little bit more about you, Maddie, where can they find you? So, you can head to Skin with Mads on Instagram. Uh, that is my little platform and feel free to send me a message um, if you are struggling with like a particular like product recommendation or you just want to like get a little bit of info like I chat to people every day and I love it it's like what I thrive off so don't be shy amazing yeah cool do you do you're not on YouTube are you I'm not yet but uh that is something that's in the works so yeah. oh amazing yeah. fun so keep an eye out on your Instagram yeah you're gonna announce everything on there yes yes I am Cool. Oh, Plus, yeah. your Instagram's so aesthetically pleasing. It's so pretty. Oh. Your reels just relax me. Yeah. So. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's so nice. Bring me joy. Thank you. <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us, Maddie. This is amazing. Yeah. I think that our listeners are going to really benefit from listening to that. I think I'm going to benefit from listening to this. Benefit <laughs> 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 oh, so much already. Oh, yay. Thanks, Matt. Hopefully we see you soon at the market. Yes, yes, definitely. I need to book another stall. Please. All right. Have a great day, guys. (laughs) See you, Matt. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Who I Met at the Market. Hunter Markets is committed to honouring the past, present and future Indigenous communities and original owners of the land on which we operate our